What's going on, y'all? My name is Brian Sanchez, and welcome to Living the Magic. I have a topic today that's not coming off of any headlines or anything. It's just something that I was thinking about over the weekend, and I will apologize up front for the clickbaity nature of the title. Of course, it's whether or not a Disney vacation is worth it. Um, over the weekend, we had some family reach out to us that was asking for tips on saving some money and planning their very first Walt Disney World vacation. Uh, and two things occurred to me while my wife was speaking to uh, her cousin, I believe it was. Uh, but number one is that we have become those Disney adults, which is the only thing that I've ever aspired to be in my entire life. Uh, and then number two is like, while we were going through all the tips and try to help them plan, I really got to thinking about, is it even worth going to the parks and planning a giant vacation at this point, uh, based on the nature of what a Walt Disney World vacation has become? Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I want to dive right into it. Uh, the biggest factor, I think, at this point that folks have to take into consideration is what kind of vacation do you want or expect? Because I'll be 100% honest, if you're looking for a vacation that you're going to come back at the end and say, man, that was a relaxing, fun vacation and I'm recharged and ready to get back to work and regular life, um, Disney World's not for you. Theme parks are not for you at this point. Uh, that is 100% like the wrong attitude to have uh, going into a Disney World vacation, particularly I think if it's your first Disney World vacation. So much effort, time, and thought has to go into planning the specifics of how you want to spend your day. And then I think to get the most out of the experience throughout the day, you have a lot more work to do while you're waiting in lines, while you are waiting for your food and ordering, you know, like your, your mobile order lunch an hour, maybe more before you're planning on actually eating. And then you have to already start to be considering like what you guys want to do later on that evening. Um, it's gone are the days of the go with the flow show up at the parks, buy tickets, and then see what has long waits and just kind of try to avoid the biggest of crowds. That kind of thing doesn't exist anymore if you are not an annual pass holding local visiting the parks on a day that, you know, it doesn't really matter to you if you can get on every attraction in the park. But, you know, as more and more people, our friends reach out to us throughout the years and ask for help planning their first Disney vacations because I've started this podcast, because we go on trips all the time and we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, uh, the more and more I, I have to come to terms with the fact that, you know, the, the effort and time it takes to plan out a really memorable, fun Disney vacation, like it, it, it's gone up over the years. Um, so just as an example, I went just now before hitting record on this video, uh, to Disney's website and I wanted to plan out a trip 
for a fictional family of four, two adults, two children. I put the children's ages at 10 and 5. Uh, so, you know, mom, mom, and two kids, if you will. Uh, and the cheapest hotel, five single-day tickets, and checking in dates of October 15th through October 22nd. So that is a week at the hotel's Five days out of that week in the parks, couple of days for some resort time, hang out by the pool, go to Disney Springs, you know, do the whole like relaxing just so that you're not in the parks every single day. I think that's probably a realistic expectation for most people. You know, I know a lot of people would say up front like, oh, we want to spend every day, every waking moment in the parks. I don't think that's a realistic expectation for many folks to have. Uh, if you can do it, more power to you. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I definitely bring that kind of energy to our Disney vacations. Uh, but realistically, you know, relaxing days, off days where you're not in the parks uh, are important. But like I said, five single day, single park admission tickets, trying to keep the price as low as possible. So doing a package through Walt Disney World's website just now, uh, that for a family of four, uh, all those nights at the All-Star Music Resort, which is a value resort, it's the lowest tiered resort, uh, and then the single day park tickets just to uh, cover your hotel room and theme park tickets, $3,740.58. Uh, If you want to break it down per person for that entire week, that is $935 per person that you are going to spend just to have a place to sleep and to walk into the theme parks on those days. So that's before flights or driving, gas, parking, if you're bringing a car, food, nothing is included outside of the hotel and your entry into the theme parks. And when you start adding in Genie Plus, if you're going to do that, because if you are trying to get the most out of your days in the parks at this point, you kind of have to do Genie Plus. It's an extra $15 per person per day that you're in the park. So that's, in this scenario, five days where you're spending another $60 per person. I'm not going to go into the math and add that, but then you got your single, you know, express or lightning lane attractions that you don't uh, get included in Genie Plus. There's one of those per park. I think a realistic price for lunch is anywhere between $10 to $20 probably per person, depending on where you're going to eat. You know, if you are buying food there, you can obviously mitigate costs by bringing your own food and all that kind of stuff. But Uh, And then, of course, your park reservations, you got to go and make sure that there's available times for you to book that you want to go to that park on that day. The (laughs) dining reservations, 60 days ahead of time, 90 days, you know, if you're staying on property, you know, what does all that look like? Uh, You know, our, our family was asking us about a reusable mug that they could refill for drinks throughout the the their stay, which I don't believe Disney is doing anymore, but they used to, there used to be a dining plan and all that kind of stuff. You know, it just, it just gets very overwhelming very quickly. Uh, and I gotta be honest with you for most people that we have sent on their first Disney trips, the last couple of years, they've 
kind of told us that it wasn't worth it. And that makes me very, very sad. Even my family who has gone on just like single day trips, we've been to the parks a million times. We used to live in Tampa. We used to take day trips up to Orlando to go to the parks when we were really little. I lived in Orlando for a long time. I used to work at Universal. Uh, so when my family would come and visit, we would do a day in the park, things like that. So we're not the kind of people that have to do everything. We try to do everything, but we're not the kind of people that really have to do everything. We will skip a couple attractions here and there, things that we've done a million times and, you know, but even with that kind of an attitude of like understanding that you're not going to get to do everything, the crowd levels are insane. The weather is not getting any better. Uh, regardless of what time of year you go at this point. Uh, crowds, like I said, even the slow seasons are not slow anymore. Uh, and yeah, the last few times they've gone to the parks, they've come back saying, I'm done with the theme parks. I'm over it. I don't want to go. Um, it's it's very, very sad uh, that a lot of people's experiences when they get to the parks, that they're left with the feeling of, being taken for every single dime that they can get squeezed out of their pockets. And that's the overall experience that the adults are getting. The children are still loving them. The kids and the kids at hearts are still having a fantastic time. But, you know, it used to be that the adults would have just as much fun, if not more fun than the kids a lot of times. Uh, And you could find value. You could, you know, have a fairly relaxing and fun uh, you know, vacation with minimal effort and you could kind of just see what came to you and it didn't really matter. But now you have to spend six months ahead of your trip planning out how you're going to rope drop and what attractions are you going to run to and then what are the strategies in order to get the lightning lanes or the, you know, reservations. I mean, like the the boarding groups thing that they had to do with rise of the resistance and that they are now doing with guardians. And the only way for you to get on guardians of the galaxy is to log on to your phone at seven o'clock in the morning and try to get a boarding group. And if you miss that, then to do it again at one o'clock then like, hopefully you're fast enough to get on there. Um, if you're not a planner ahead of time, you know, you could book a trip, go down and not have any idea that that was the requirement for you to do and not be able to get on the attraction. Like that's, that's kind of dumb in my opinion. Uh, it, it shouldn't take that amount of effort and planning in order to do some of the most basic things like within reasonable expectation, uh, you know, at these parks like that. And, and a lot of people I think are getting priced out by the rising costs of these vacations and travel costs. And like, I understand these are businesses. These are not charities. Uh, You know, Disney is a business and they answer to their shareholders more than they answer to their guests. I I, I 100% understand that and respect that, you know, it it is a business and that's what they're here to do. Uh, And I want them to be profitable because that means they get to keep expanding and bringing new attractions and resorts and parks and things that, you know, we want them to be able to keep doing, but there's got to be some kind of medium where there's, there has to be some value for the lower end of the, the paying public and the casual fan that I think is not really being met at this point, unfortunately. Um, 
yeah. So in all honesty, I I hate to say it, but I think it for most people looking for a fun, fairly relaxing vacation, Disney is not the place for you anymore for that kind of a thing. And again, it makes me incredibly sad. Um, but the the place, if you do want to go to theme parks and not spend as much money and still be able to kind of go with the flow and not have as much stress around it, there's a resort down the road that does that pretty ding dang well. Uh, it's called Universal Orlando. Universal Orlando has really taken over that segment. And maybe Disney's okay with that. Maybe Disney says, you know what, we're going to specialize in this and this is the style of experience that we're going to do. Uh, and to Universal's credit, I think they see what Disney is doing and what it's doing to their core fan base. And they're doubling down on the value that you get out of having an annual pass to go to Universal. I mean, case in point, you can still buy a Universal annual pass. You can't even really get one for Disney right now. It's They're on pause, I think, except for like the most top, like highest of tiered uh, annual pass. So I think Universal is filling that gap and I think they're benefiting from it immensely. Uh, and I mean, ultimately the theme park fans are the ones that are benefiting from that because now we have options as opposed to, you know, if you really wanted the top level of, of themed experiences, you know, for a long, long time, it was only Disney. That was, they were the only game in town, especially in Orlando, you know, throughout the years in the early nineties, of course, you know, like universal had a great product. They did really great stuff. Uh, but it, I don't think anyone could really put them in the same category as Disney for a long time. It's not the case anymore. I, in my opinion, they're definitely on par with the kind of service and quality of stuff that you're getting at, at, at Disney. Uh, and you're getting it for a much lower price and there may not be as much. There may be fewer parks to go to at universal than there are at Disney. Uh, and there may not be the same properties that you like. You may not be a huge fan of Harry Potter and Transformers and Fast and Furious. I mean, I'm not a really big fan of Fast and Furious either. But it is, without a doubt, you cannot you cannot doubt or you, you can't really... I don't know what I'm even really trying to say here anymore. I've lost kind of my train of thought. Uh, to their credit, they're doing a great job. Let's just leave it at that. Um... Again, we have family that are planning that trip and we'll do the best we can to help them get the most out of that trip. And, you know, like this is not a Disney trip planning type website or podcast or anything like that. Uh, but it's something that comes up when you're a big fan and you're vocal about your fandom of these parks and hotels and experiences. Um, you know, the people that are in your circle tend to reach out to you with for tips and advice. And uh, I do love, you know, helping people try to get the most out of that stuff and, uh, you know, if, if, if you're aware of the hurdles that you have to jump through to get a great experience at, at Disney, like it is still there. The magic is still there. I don't want this to come across as me saying that like Disney's crap now at this point. Um, but it's different for sure. Um, you know, it is, it, it can be worth it, but you're gonna have to work for it a little bit harder than if you were going somewhere else. Uh, and really thinking about that over the weekend, as we were talking to some family of ours planning their trip, uh, it really made me appreciate how lucky I was. Uh, even though we weren't super well off when I was a kid, uh, we lived close enough and we did well enough uh, that we were able to visit on a semi pretty, you know, pretty regular basis. We would go a few times during the summer throughout the year. 
you know, taking day trips up to Orlando to get to go to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot uh, when we were kids and, and have those experiences where I got to feel like, you know, we were having the run of the place uh, and uh, as well as like in college and when I was working, like I said, for Universal for a while, um, having the ability to go and do park hopping where it didn't start at two o'clock in the afternoon and I was able to do a day where we did every ride that we wanted to do in all four parks in one day. Uh, and we, I mean, we hit all the major attractions on Disney property in one day. Uh, and we never felt like we were being rushed or, or, or under the gun, under the pressure to get from one place to another. Uh, we very casually went around to all four parks and were able to hit everything that we wanted uh, and then some. And a couple of things, we were able to do it several times. Uh, I'm really glad that I got to have those experiences uh, before the dynamic in the Disney parks changed to what it is today. So anyways, that's just a thought that I had this weekend. Um, you know, is it still worth it to go on a Disney vacation? I think, yes, it is still worth it, but only if you're willing to kind of set your expectations and don't expect to be able to get everything done. And of course, if you can afford it, because like I said, the most basic Cheapest price that I could find for a family of four with two children, uh, checking in October 15th, checking out October 22nd of this year, 2022, uh, just for hotel and theme park tickets was 37 40 58 So let me know down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, if you guys think uh, it's still worth it to go to Disney, is it not worth it anymore? Um, you know, what are your tips about how to get the most out of your trips, you know, saving money, saving time, saving hassle. Do you think Genie Plus is even really worth it? Is it not? I'll be honest, we've never actually used Genie Plus. We are going in November. We will use Genie Plus on our trip in November, and I'll be able to comment a little bit more from experience. But based on the amount of effort that I see people having to use, I don't particularly think that it's 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 worth it or uh, something that I really want to do. But anyways, that's another topic for another day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you are listening, audio versions, you know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, signalpointmedia.com. Uh, so make sure you follow and leave a review and five-star ratings or two-star ratings even. Let me know if this podcast sucks, if you hate it, if you hate the sound of my voice. Let me know. And of course, on YouTube, hit a thumbs up or a thumbs down, the comment sections and subscribe buttons and all that jazz uh, that all the podcasters and talking heads on the internet tell you to do. I'm going to get out of here, y'all. We'll see y'all around. And as always, Kungaloosh.